0: the whole point of naturopathic medicine is that everybody is different. There are some things that are innately not great for human bodies, but our bodies have created enzymes and mechanisms to break it down. So I think everyone is individual and we have to honor that.
1: Welcome to Let It Out. I'm your host, Katie Dalebout. This week, I talk to one of my favorite people, one of my closest friends here, Dr. Patty Kim. We'll get into how we met and how we became so close in this episode momentarily, but she's a doctor, an acupuncturist, and she specializes in using natural medicine to treat the root cause of symptoms. And we'll talk about that and much more in this week's episode. We didn't have enough time, which you'll hear why in a moment, but she's going to come back. So feel free to submit questions or topics that you want us to cover next time. But in this conversation, we get into rituals, gentle naturopathic medicine and what that means to her, how she got into naturopathic medicine when she was on track to become a Western medicine doctor We talk about art because she also studied art in college. We talk about being a slow mover, deprioritizing self-care, and a lot more. I really love this conversation and I love this person and I'm so excited for you to hear it. I don't think I have any other really updates for you. I'm going to keep this intro tight, but if you want to support the show, support the sponsors, I still am doing creative consulting sessions if you want to try that, the link And info about that is in the show notes. If you want the show notes sent right to your inbox and little essays and more from me, the link to sign up for that will also be in the show notes. And stick around to the end when I give you the emoji for this week. Dr. Patty, thank you so much for being here. My favorite. This is this is so cool. So you have become a dear friend and a person that I trust and I genuinely Connect with so much, and we lovingly refer to you in our friend group as Dr. Patty. (laughs) And I think I just, I think I just called you that to one of my friends once. And then as you started to meet them, it was just like Dr. Patty, Dr. Patty. And that's that's, so funny. That's
0: your name, slash, your older sister, slash, possibly your mom. If I had been very fast in in my teen years,
1: (laughs) you. And I are both only children, which... Yes! Only Children's Club. Yeah. I think it's a defining characteristic to to both of us and... Totally. Something that I wrote down that I want to chat about a bit with you. And... Yeah, I'm d- I'm just so happy you're here and we to be honest with everyone listening, we're in a bit of a rush, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we have a dinner reservation <laughs> cuz we are actual friends we in are real life friends. who actually like each other. And I recorded another one of these earlier today, another podcast with my friend Crystal. And I had so much space, and it was so great. And I had snacks laid out, and I feel bad that you're getting the second <laughs> shift. Where like we do have cherries still. Um, Yay, shout out cherries. to the Northwest Cherries, uh, the light of my life. Amazing. But other than that, we and some ceramics that I made. We were in ceramics class together. I'm nodding. Yes. Um, but my point is, we have. There's so many different ways that I could take this conversation, and so many different. Things that I want to touch on with you, that I'm just going to take the pressure off us and off everyone listening, and say that Dr. Patty will be back, and perhaps we'll even take your questions. So this is just oh yes, like
0: Fraser. Yeah, I love that. Yes, yeah. Like
1: Fraser.
0: <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> many people do not.
1: Get that I reference. that that was your, that's where you went with that. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of call-in shows, but I like that Frasier was go where there? you went. I love it. <laughs>
0: now like, I can't think, think of any Fraser. other call-in show.
1: I know, same. <laughs> I know there's many. So so first question, please send us your, please call in with your <laughs> favorite call show. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to give this, I want to make this really a picture of you and highlight Your story and and who you are, but I want to start by Going back and before we go back I'd like to start in the present of what are you most curious about right now? What are you learning recently? What's been coming up for you? What's been on your mind like in the last week?
0: About myself or just in general? Just in general like what have you kind of been
1: contemplating? What a great question
0: um I mean, I think this has been going on since even pre pandemic um my friend lovingly calls it pre-pandy or pandy. <laughs> so I've sort of adopted that. But uh-huh. I think a lot of people can relate to this of just really exploring who I am, what I like, what I don't like, what is from ego, what is from my purest, you know, depths of my heart. And a lot of times when I'm having different kinds of emotions or anxiety or, you know, wanting life to go a certain way, you know, if I look, a little bit deeper, it is coming from an ego place. And so I think really trying to get clear about what actually I desire out of life, not even like logistically like work and, you know, but even thinking about the people in my life, my whole friend structure has changed a lot. My community has changed a lot in the last few years, not connected to COVID. So just really examining like what I want out of life, you know, and who I am.
1: Yeah. We're, we're getting right in there. I think (laughs) I love that you, you know, we've had so many wonderful conversations and I feel so connected to you. And we've been like chatting over voice texts, like pretty nonstop these last couple of weeks, just getting into some conversations that have depth that often go to, Oh, I know that's ego or I know. And, and being able to identify that has been really helpful to me, I have a, a friend who, who he'll say that he'll be like, well, my ego wants to say, right. my ego would say this. And I I always kind of like that of, mm-hmm. of there is a, an on- he's still saying it, uh-huh. but like there is, there's an honesty there that like has made me, you know, it feels so uncomfortable to be in your ego, but I mostly am there, right? And I think I have moments of being my true, vulnerable, connected self and I want to live there more. Yeah. And And it's so
0: peaceful there. Yeah. And we actually are there, there, you know?
1: Totally. And I think I've told this story on the podcast and I don't know if I've told it to you, but I did psychedelics with a therapist, my friend Brooke, Mm -hmm. who's been on the podcast. And it was like a in a therapeutic context and it was so helpful to me. And the the Mm -hmm. main thing I took away from that was it felt so... I I was in my I call it my mushroom self, my non ego self,
0: right?
1: And which is I think my true self. Yeah, I was in that the entire time I was there. I had no choice, and but I would have brief moments where I would slip into my ego, oh, interesting. where I would feel self conscious, I would feel uncomfortable, I would like yeah. say I'm sorry a lot and apologize, and I and it felt so uncomfortable to be there. Interesting. And I wanted to stay in the mushroom self, and so when I came out of that, I. I remember like the thing I, I still keep from it is wanting to spend more time as yeah. that yes. in, in, in life. And yeah. being around, I think being comfortable around people is how to do that. Being around people who make me feel like I can be my mushroom self. Totally. And because my mushroom self is vulnerable, it's uncertain, it might not be accepted, you know? And that the ego we we do, we put on, I think, to be, to want to be seen and recognized and feel okay? Or why do you think we, is is that what your perception of when you, why do you think you go into your ego? Is it out of insecurity?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, sometimes I even think about, well, even today, this is getting, I don't usually like to like talk about my practice or, yeah. you know, there's Sort of this drive to like see as many patients as possible and have this like super thriving practice and business. It's been this way the whole like 15 years I've practiced. And I see some other doctors who practice one day a week or, you know, they just do things differently and are completely fine with how it is. And I just had a thought the other day of like, why do I push myself to have a certain type of schedule or to have not a big break between patients or, and I thought, oh, it's because I feel like that's how it should be. But when I really think about what is it that I want and what feels comfortable in my body, and I think that's why like community helps because I have some other friends and colleagues and doctors who practice completely differently. I know people who switched to telemedicine way before COVID. And to see that and witness that helps you or any of us kind of flourish in terms of our own non-ego selves of, oh, like I have permission to like really be me. Like I don't have to yeah. do it this way or, right. you know, follow a certain, certain structure or formula. So I think that, yeah, it is ultimately out of insecurity, validation, you know, just that false sense of ourself that, you know, that part of ourselves that isn't actually who we really are. Like, yeah. and it's interesting that you said about the mushroom self and that, because, because, like you said in the beginning, we live in the inverse most of the time, like totally in the non- the ego, the non-mushroom self, and just slip into the mushroom self naturally and inadvertently sometimes. And it feels so good, but we can't quite stay there. Whereas when you were doing your therapy, it was like you were in the mushroom self the whole time and then kind of slipping. Yeah. So it's the, we do live in that opposite. And I just kind of want to add this always happens when we're chatting because one thing leads to another. Yeah,
1: that's why you're going to need to come multiple (laughs) times.
0: (laughs) But earlier when you, you know, I did kind of jump into a more serious answer of like, I'm really trying to learn about who I am and I'm curious about who I am, which I love that sentiment. But also like, you know, not being so heavy, like being curious about how I define fun or being curious about like, what do I want to be creative about? Or what do I enjoy? you know, or what is sparkly for me. And, you know, not to be cliche and kind of think about like inner child stuff, but kind of along those lines. So I think that goes hand in hand, like being curious about ourselves and who we are, but like, yeah, like what's fun.
1: Well, I wrote that down to talk to you about actually in my notes, because I heard you say, and I think you've said this to me, but I heard you say it on another podcast when I was preparing for this, where you were saying how, you were, And it was such a good point and so self-aware and honest and vulnerable where you were like, I've got self-care down. I know how to yeah. take a bath yeah. and do the rest and do all of that. I can receive a massage like a champ. Exactly. <laughs> but you were like, I don't know that much about play and fun yeah. and joy. And I thought that was really interesting because this episode I was telling you a little bit before we started recording was recorded well before the pandy, <laughs> as your friend says, <laughs> And we've had conversations where, you know, I, you were, we, we both were feeling this way. And I've, I've talked about this on the, on the podcast if people have listened, but feeling like it ended abruptly feeling, you know, a little bit, bits of nostalgia for parts of it, happy about parts of it, but just the transition out of it, feeling complex. And you and I have had multiple conversations in our friendship about that. And one thing I pointed out to you, which I really relate, I really relate to that of, you know, I spent all of my twenties, you know, I lived this very like monk life lifestyle, as you know, mm-hmm. for from like twenty to twenty seven, really, where mm-hmm. I was like making my green smoothie, doing my warm water, sleeping <laughs> yeah. all, you know, and then now, as you know, I live very oppositely to that, where yeah. I you know, probably need to move if it's a spectrum a bit closer to that. I think I've overcorrected because I missed a lot of that, right. and I think the pandemic. For you and for a lot of people, like and and you are similar to that, I think too, or like mm-hmm. really, really on the self care, but lacking in the play and the fun. And I think the pandemic, I, I pointed this out to you. I was like, it was the world, it was fine to be in, in yeah. overly self care, and now it's like it's almost feeling this push to do the opposite, totally. to like be out and be in, and 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 I think again, it's like. It's not one or the other and yeah. it's not the extremes and I'm really good at the extremes or I think in terms of extremes but mm-hmm. it's more in the middle and it's more you know getting out of balance and coming into balance again and it's okay yeah. to like enjoy our lives but it's also like another thing you've said before is too of, of like it's saying like oh now and again but it's like if you're always saying it now and again it's like right it's right. Oh, just habit it's not moderation know? Know? Right. if you're saying everything in moderation, but you're saying it every day. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, it's a real self-honesty. And I'm just really like, I I just want to say as your friend, like, I really admire how you have gone out of your comfort zone. What I've seen to do more creative things of like us taking a ceramics class together. And, you know, I feel like I'm always, you're always like (laughs) hanging out with me and like, I'm... Giving you plans, you know, and, and I know you have, well, you're my little
0: Taurus safety blanket, like security blanket, you know? So it does help when you have friends like you or, you know, other self-aware friends in your life who really not only lift you up, but kind of allow your, like you were saying, it's, if you surround yourself with people that really allow you to be you, then that exploration of self can happen in kind of a beautiful way, Yeah, you know?
1: Where do you feel like you are with that statement that I reminded you of that you said of like you're really good at self-care but not so good at I know? Play and joy. Do you feel does that feel true anymore? Cause that was recorded, you know, yeah, two years sadly, ago. Sadly,
0: sadly and not sadly. It does still feel true. And I think this will be something that I always will have to be working on. It doesn't come naturally for me to be playful and spontaneous. And, and you know, where does that come from? Ego yeah. and insecurity and being self-conscious. Um, and weirdly for me, and I don't know if some of it is cultural or just my upbringing, but I think the only child thing plays yeah. into it as well. Because so much of my play as a child was solo and quiet or with adults or just imagination it wasn't this sort of like rambunctious like adventurous type of play yeah so it's kind of ingrained in me you know and i think that and i want to be okay with that too of like oh i'm not somebody who's going to do x y and z that's fine you know my play can look different but i do think Friends, community, connection, like that's where my soul feels mm-hmm. just the most alive, you know? When yeah. I even think about times in my life where I felt the happiest and the truest, it is even if it's with a stranger, like it's yeah. just connection, Same. you know? Yep. So definitely
1: yes. That's why yeah. I love this. Like this is where I feel the most comfortable is oh doing God, this. Maybe I need to start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Want to co-host this with so me? I would love to. <laughs> Let's just, okay. Dr. Patty is now signed on to be the co-host of Let It Out. Oh, like, nice, nice, and quick and easy. Like done. There we go. I really would love to have you back. I feel like we should have you on more episodes. I'm like,
0: I'm like every day. Let's record a podcast. <laughs> I mean,
1: we we basically do. It's I just know. private. <laughs> should we
0: just broadcast our voice text? Yeah. Tomorrow?
1: Honestly, yes. We just bleep out some names. Yeah. And a few <laughs> minor figures and totally. be fine. <laughs> i i you mentioned your childhood and Mm -hmm. i want to go back to that what was your what were you like as a kid what are your parents like well you you know if you feel comfortable talking about this but you came here when you were like two and three quarters my birthday is end of
0: february and we moved to the states from korea like december yeah so almost three i mean very from like not to bring in sort of the naturopathic and yeah. esoteric and kind of, you know, but oh, feel free. definitely that age is very, very important in terms yeah. of development of um, not only neural development, but more importantly, like just emotional development. And we often say in my world, not this isn't something that all naturopathic doctors know or talk about, but around that two, three year old age is Like, development of the thyroid energetically, which is all about, like, routine, and I'm sure from that routine, some sense of security. And this is kind of going down a little bit of a darker... Do you have thyroid issues? I do. And it's weird because it's all subclinical. Like, I have thyroid symptoms, but everything always shows up perfect on blood work. So it's, yeah, that, and it's interesting that you say that because even as adults, we will often see where there was trauma or stress in development and how that might reflect in their bodies as an, and this is honestly a different sort of branch of naturopathic medicine that is not taught in schools from one of my mentors. And it's more about energy development as opposed to like the actual gland developing at age two, like your thyroid's already developed by age two, but there's different phases of sort of emotional energetic childhood development and So it's interesting that you ask that because we would look at oh what happened when you were two What happened when you were four what happened when you were seven seven is more sense of self and like the immune system But going back to the whole childhood thing. I mean, we all have trauma and we all of some kind um, but I was born in korea very precocious very verbal very animated sort of a clever little kid and then came to the States and stopped talking and started wetting the bed. And so I'm sure that there was trauma for me at that age. And we've talked about this. I sent you a whole voice text about it. But so I do think it influences that sense of play as an adult,
1: you know? Yeah. And you were saying your parents didn't communicate to you what was happening that you were... I mean, it's a bit
0: strange because one time I told my parents like, you never told me I was pretty when I was a kid. And they're like, what are you talking about? We told you that all the time. Mm. And I'm like, liar. Like, you think you did probably because you thought it, but that was not something that was verbalized to me. And so I bet if I asked them, they would be like, oh, we totally told Mm. you that we were going to get on a plane and this was going to happen. And I guarantee that did not happen. And I can gripe about it because I know my mom is not going to listen to this podcast because she's not even in America right now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so you get here, you're too. It's it's you know clearly traumatic because it, you you, you yeah. know you start to revert a little bit. Yeah, because imagine being like super verbal and then you're like, I don't understand what anybody's saying. Right. It's, uh, it's had to be so jarring the whole thing, and yeah. I it was so when I you know I'm just not hearing this for the first time like everyone, but it it when I heard that when you when you shared that with me, it was it really I just like. I said this to you, I just could see little you and it was heartbreaking, you know, of how scary that must have been.
0: I know. I definitely need to do more healing around that for sure. We've talked about this before. This is like neither here nor there, but I think I have a lot of self-awareness about what needs to be healed and what and causes and things. But to actually take that to the next level, you know, it's why even finding a therapist has been hard for me because it's not about connecting the dots. We've talked about this as well, but it's about someone who can guide you towards that next step. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I feel the same way. The episode we did a couple of weeks ago with Ashley Neese, we were kind of talking about this too, where it's like Love her. She talks about, you know, somatic healing and getting mm-hmm. in your body. And that's something else I, I wrote down to talk to you about of like another thing we connect on is, and I've said this many times here, feeling like I'm more in my head and less in my body yeah, and needing to get in my body where therapy is, scratches the itch to stay in your head, yeah. you know?
0: Do you find that like meditation helps you get in your body more or do you stay in your head when you're meditating? Because I know you're an
1: avid... Meditating, for me, slows me down. It's a pause. It slows me down and and stops me. Uh But both journaling and meditating... I mean, journaling is completely in your head. It's completely cognitive and like processing. And I'm obviously such a verbal processor and a writer.
0: But it's good that you do your journaling a lot as more stream of consciousness. Yeah. Right? So that's like probably Mm -hmm. helpful to get a little bit out of your head and just... Get-
1: yeah, totally. And I'm writing down my feelings though and what I'm thinking. And it's slow- I think anything that slows you down is good. Yeah. But I think things that get me in my body are, you know, it's very few things. It's like when I'm really relaxed, it's like a massage, yeah, kind of
0: a bath. It's like Oh, that's so interesting. No, I thought you were gonna say like that it's exercise and like movement and especially cause you're an avid walker. And I really thought that's what you're going to say. Walking so it's helps. interesting to hear you say yeah. like that deep relaxation. Yeah. I actually really love, love hearing that and knowing that about yeah.
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, a friend of, of mine, Lacey, not Lacey Phillips that we both know, but mm-hmm. Lacey, she lives in the neighborhood and she does facials and she's amazing. And I was, I think I've told you about her before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she wanted to borrow her
0: magnifying.
1: We did. (laughs) She did. So I don't know if I've told the cactus story on the podcast, and I'm not sure, but basically I got her on a hike. It's not even, (laughs) we'll take the whole podcast and we, we got to keep this tight, (laughs) but Dr. Patty was so kind and nurturing. And I really got, we haven't even, gotten there yet. We're still in like age two in your story. <laughs> but spoiler alert, she becomes a brilliant acupuncturist and naturopathic doctor, which we'll get to. Anyway, when I got very hurt with my hands, I got to experience your bedside manner and I got to experience you Aww. with care. And I was really scared and I really leaned on you in our friendship. And it was, it was so helpful. So thank you. Aww. And anyway, during that because I had all these cactus splinters in my hands, this wonderful person, Lacey, who is a facialist, took me into her office and she looked under that her magnifying, like magnifying yeah. mirror, yeah. And anyway, but a, a couple weeks before that, I was on her table like getting a a facial, and she used to be a massage therapist, and she's done cranial sacral, so she was oh. doing. I have a lot of jaw issues, so uh-huh. she was just doing facial massage on me because I, I have really bad TMJ and I was really stressed, and so she. Did this like amazing jaw massage for my birthday, and I felt so relaxed and I felt so in my body that I got this really clear idea about something. Like I just worked something out like a puzzle piece clicked, uh uh and that someone asked me like when I'm in most of my body, and it's like when I'm relaxed, which takes a lot for me. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What? When do you feel like you're most relaxed or in your body?
0: It's definitely something I struggle with because I also tend to stay in my head a lot because I think about the times that I, when I'm meditating, it almost feels a little bit like astral traveling or maybe I am astral traveling or so it doesn't quite feel like I'm in my human physical body. I'm almost like in a different dimension, you know, Yeah. but I think anything with touch for sure and then i naturally and i hate saying this because it goes so against like what i tell my patients and what you know naturopathic medicine is about but i don't innately love exercise and it's so interesting because it's like probably what i because of how i was raised and conditioned i was very much like you know pushed towards academia and music and art and you know yeah. as opposed to soccer and you know kind of things like that so even as an adult like i don't i have to kind of really get into that space. But, you know, we all need the things that we don't want to do. You play soccer? <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Let's, let's take baby steps here. <laughs> I absolutely let's, don't want to play soccer. <laughs> let's go on a walk first. <laughs> I'm always like, when people are like, do you want to go hiking? Can we go on a flat walk somewhere just pretty? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but I think for me, that's why I think I probably projected and thought you would maybe say exercise. Because I do think moving my body, you know, gets me to feel my physical form a bit more. And that's probably where the massage comes in too, because just with
1: that tactile, you know, experience. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? It's like, we're talking about getting out of your head into your body, moving the body, having the body moved, anything that like makes you experience your body. Yeah. I think is. And isn't it
0: interesting that I have a hard time getting in my body, but I don't
1: like to move. Yeah.
0: You know, so I definitely need to incorporate Continue incorporating more of that Yeah I think walking's my big thing too
1: Yeah Yeah I mean walking's really the only Exercise I do the same I I read that Jerry Seinfeld Like does the same set of exercises Every day Somehow that does not I've never heard
0: that But it does not surprise me In the least bit
1: And I'm the same way Like our friend Zoe Really Uh calls me out on this She's like You have no boundaries You do anything with anybody But yet You (laughs) somehow do like A three hour walk Every morning yeah And I do and, I, I, But is it the same
0: walk Or different every time It's the same walk That is so Interesting
1: Yeah well I do this I do this strange Ab workout Every morning If we ever have a sleepover Like okay. Carolina knows it Zoe knows it I do this I do this Okay Abdominal it, It's it's not for my I mean it is uh-huh. But it's because I have back issues So it like strengthens My core Oh okay So I, it's like Physical therapy So okay. I do these exercises It' was, like strange Every morning <laughs> And I do the same walk. And and our friend, Christine, a friend of the podcast, uh-huh. our friend, Christine, her boyfriend, um, he like knows all these great paths. He uh-huh. lives very close to me and he knows all these great paths. And 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 he was telling me the other day, or not the other day, this was a long time, months ago. He was mm-hmm. like, I can't believe you do that same walk. Because he sees me a lot doing <laughs> yeah. it. A lot of people see me doing it. And he's like, There's so many other paths near you, but it's something about the repetition. Like, and I think what gets me to do it and for so long is like, I like to leave my house and like Mm -hmm. commute. Mm -hmm. And I'm, as you know, I'm, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm firing off voice text. Like I'm a. You're like a little ping pong ball or a pinball. Yeah. Pinball firing off voice text. And I'm all, I'm often editing this podcast, you know, like I'll I'll put on the week's episode. While you're walking. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my God, I would literally be hit by a car and just dead in two seconds because I cannot. I told you this, but I can't multitask at all. Yeah. And that's insane.
1: Yeah. Well, it's you amazing. Know, I mean, obviously, Mike. Hi, Mike edits the podcast, Mm -hmm. but I will listen and I will write down the timestamps for him and notes for him while, in show notes while I'm walking. And, you know, I I think it started in the pandemic of like, I didn't want to stay in the house that I was in all day long, you know? And I didn't want to be sitting at my desk and I have sciatica. So sitting for a really long time can hurt. And so I just like, and it's so beautiful here. I just love it. And I love being out and it's like, You know, and I'll stop like, and that's the other thing. I walk to go get my coffee. So Mm -hmm. it's like a half an hour there and then I get the coffee and I walk with the coffee up this mountain where I look over the city and then this is, and then I, I like often do my meditation there. Awesome. Like in this park by myself and I'll bring my journal.
0: All of this makes total sense because you are like this fun little pinball. Mm -hmm. I mean, not really, but you know, you do have a very active life and you have a lot of different, you juggle a lot of different things. And so it makes sense that you would have something, especially at the start of your day that is very foundational
1: and rooted and rhythmic. So that totally tracks
0: actually. Yeah.
1: And I don't, if I don't get those things in, I'm not very pleasant to be around. Oh, interesting! Like I really let's like experiment. to let's you not yeah. do it, and then I'll just come and totally. <laughs> and I've done it. Like I'll and Zoe knows this. Like I'll like meet someone for coffee or do something, and then I like want to do the walk later in the day. Like it's a little bit addictive. I have very mm. addictive personality, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I want to do it later, or uh-huh. I want like I really like to do that loop, and I, I like yeah. and I I like to get the meditation, and I like to do the. It's and it can be I can be a victim to my morning routine a little bit. Like I can Mm -hmm. I used to have a much that to me is a very pleasant morning routine, but I used to have a less pleasant, more rigid morning routine that I was, you know, like, oh man, I don't want to do tomorrow because I gotta do all those things before I can like start my day. Well,
0: I always joke, like I do have the sort of an ideal morning routine. It would literally take me like eight hours to get through it all, you know. So this is yours is not bad.
1: Well, that's that's an interesting thing because on this podcast, and I'll ask you this now, like I used to ask people every week what was their morning and evening rituals uh-huh. when, you know, and I started doing this when I was 22. So I would t- try to like add in all these things. It's like, yeah. okay, we're meditating, warm water with lemon. We got the yoga, yeah. we got the yeah. workout. And it's like, it's five o'clock, yeah. you know, and <laughs> time then, for the evening ritual. Right. Now. <laughs> right. Now we got, <laughs> so what, let, let me offer that to you in a like really honest way. What mm-hmm. is, you know, what is your, and I know you have, your days are all really different. Are your mornings all really different?
0: I'm not a morning person. I've never been, but just with my health and history of adrenal fatigue and so morning has never been great for me. So that's why like my morning routine really would take eight hours because I am also in general a slow mover and just, yeah. So my morning routine, I was doing morning pages and I really do want to get back to that. I realized I had posted this on Instagram, but I had sort of put out some July intentions for myself. And it was a little bit like, okay, I can't do everything all at once. And so the first thing that I've recommitted to really is daily meditation. And this side note, like... I'm a Pisces, so definitely like emotional, dreamy, watery, all that stuff. But two days into my meditation practice, like my dreams have been so crazy and vivid. And the reason why I feel so committed to going back to daily meditation is because I'd never in my whole life done it every single day. And I had committed during Pandy. And I mean, I I didn't do it the whole year, but a good chunk I was doing every day. And it's the first time that I really could like, ask myself a question in the evening and dreams answers would come in my dreams. And i really have never had that before. And so I can already see that the dreams are kind of revving up even, you know, just from the meditating. But okay, what were we talking about? Mornings. Mornings. I think I definitely need some sort of hot, creamy beverage. So some kind of warm nut milk. It could be turmeric. It might be some decaf. So I like to make it at home.
1: Do you remember when you showed me your whole coffee setup and I was learning it? And like you would never, at that time, like you would never made coffee at home before. I would drink coffee at home, but other people I was living with made it and then I was living alone. I found that
0: so (laughs) mind-blowing. But then you had your friend teach you and you went through the whole thing. But it is also very, especially if you're freelance or working from home, like Going, I do love going to a coffee shop, so I could see how that could be a ritual. And this is something a lot of my patients struggle with because caffeine comes up in a lot of our consults because of hormones and energy and sleep. And I don't ever want to take away people's rituals, you know? So we often will switch to like half calf or, you know, something, but. It, the goal is never to be like, okay, stop going to your coffee shop or stop making yeah. your coffee in the morning because people crave ritual. I've often said actually that I think Americans crave ritual. And now that theory is a little bit outdated, but many countries or cultures, even if people are against it, have some sort of organized religion or state religion yeah. or sort of you know rituals that they grew up with. And I think in America because of our freedom and melting pot and like we don't have sort of this state organized religion per se. And so we as humans innately crave ritual. So I think coffee became that for many yeah. people.
1: And you said bitter too, like we create bitters in yes, this God, country. You have Such a
0: good memory. Things that I like, we're like, Oh, certainly she's forgotten that I told her this months ago, but yeah, we don't in also because American food is I mean, some of it is really junky, but a lot of it is just a huge melting pot. And there's no such thing as like American cuisine per se. And we don't have a lot of bitter foods. And if we do, we don't eat them daily. So our digestive system really is stimulated by the flavor of bitter from more of the naturopathic side. not That's not Chinese medicine.
1: But so I think coffee serves ritual and bitter it's been such an interesting thing for me going back to when I, you know, in my twenties I didn't have coffee at all. Mm-hmm. And then in in the last year in 2020, I started drinking coffee in the pandemic.
0: Oh. Yeah. I didn't know
1: that. Yeah. Basically I was living with people and Well, maybe we need to switch you to like half calf. I <laughs> do we though? <laughs> <laughs> I think three quarter. <laughs> no. Well, okay. Let me let me explain how it's going, and then you uh, tell me. Yeah. Because I think it maybe is okay for me. Like, mm-hmm. can it just be okay for people? Yeah.
0: I think genetics plays a part. How your body detoxifies and metabolizes caffeine, how you handle it. You know.
1: I mean, I could be wrong, and this could be. I I don't know, but my I I wasn't drinking coffee, and then I was living with people who would make coffee and then take it and go on this hike, and mm-hmm. I started doing that with. With them And then I would come home We would come home From the hike And there would be like More coffee In uh-huh. the coffee pot mm-hmm. So sometimes I would have two mm-hmm. And I was like Getting jacked Like caffeine was like My drug of choice Through the pandemic And I just I My tendency Is to not want to be grounded Like not want to be in my body And leave my body That's like So much of that Comes from like Classic eating disorder Symptom sure. Is like I don't want to be In this body And sure. so I want to stay Really light And not heavy And grounded Yeah Yeah and so caffeine is like such a drug for that. Yeah. And so I was having two and I was shaky, and I was not eating enough. And it was just like, I was really high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I can definitely not have two, more than one cup of coffee. Yeah. But I just have one cup of drip coffee with oat milk every day while I'm going on my very long hike uh-huh. and I don't have any trouble sleeping and I should probably eat before but yeah, or like have something. But I, I kind of like I like that little high.
0: Yeah. The only thing that I would say, just yeah. from like, you know, as we joke, like please. as your mom slash doctor slash, I'm like, can we please switch to calling me your older sister, yeah. not your mom, even my though that cooler was older sister. Even though that was are. like what I self titled uh-huh. myself. Um, but my I, teen mom. <laughs> yeah. I would say even more than the food, especially even with the weather getting water. hotter. Water.
1: I have water in th- prior. Oh, okay. did I mention that? Uh, no, no, no. I have water prior because I have to take a a pill for my. and Now this is just. Now we are fully <laughs> just voice texting. I have to take a pill for my thyroid. Gotcha. <laughs> so I do that and a yeah. probiotic, and I have a ton of water with lemon. Oh, good. And then good later in the morning, I do that. Yeah, I coffee. mean,
0: honestly, that's the whole point of naturopathic medicine is that everybody is different. There are some things that are innately not great for human bodies. I would say processed sugar, alcohol is legitimately a poison. That doesn't mean that you don't drink it or that it's bad for you, but our bodies have created enzymes and mechanisms to break it down. So I think everyone is individual and we have to honor that.
1: Yeah No it's And it's such a good point And I feel like I'm like Really advocating for my For my coffee But we did have a good <laughs> moment Where I was I had to be on this like Pretty intense medicine When I was really hurt With my hands And you were so good About being like No drinking natural wine With your friends For I a couple know, days I really wanted I you really to like Lower
0: your inflammation And you Yeah And you and you did follow I did it I
1: did it This week's episode is brought to you by Feels. CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. Stress, anxiety, pain. I love using CBD. It doesn't get you high. It just gives you this feeling of peace and I really love it. It's helped calm my nervous system. I tend to get really anxious or really excited about something and taking a little CBD just can kind of calm me down if I have like a new crush or I'm really nervous about a work thing. A little bit of CBD can help even also relieving pain. I have sciatica and sometimes my back hurts, especially around my period and taking feels CBD is really useful for me, and I think you'll like it too. Beals is a better way to feel better feels is a premium CBD that will help you keep your head clear and feel your best it's hassle free delivered directly to your door CBD naturally helps reduce stress anxiety pain sleeplessness there's no hangover or addiction and like I said when I'm on my period or I'm just really sleepy or I'm in like pain or you know just feeling a little bit too high or nervous CBD can really cause calm me down. You just place a few drops of feels under your tongue and then you can feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD its finding your correct dose and that's really important and that's different for everyone. So feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience so it can make sure that you're getting the best use out of your CBD. I did the hotline and it was really, really helpful. Joining the Feels monthly membership makes your self-care really easy. You save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash let it out and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's feels f-e-a-l-s dot com slash let it out to become a member and get 50% off automatically taken out of your first order and free shipping feels.com slash let it out My summer sure wouldn't be complete without today's sponsor, Northwest Cherries. That's right. This episode is brought to you by the delicious, sweet, summertime, super fruit, Northwest Cherries. I love them so much. Beyond their crisp, juicy flavor and deep red color, sweet cherries pack an abundance of nutritional benefits to support your health year-round. Research shows that sweet cherries have a positive effect on inflammation Blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, cognitive function, even sleep. Do yourself a favor and add sweet cherries to your shopping list today, now available online and in grocery stores nationwide. Tis the season for cherries. I eat them all the time with my friends. Please keep them in the refrigerator. Visit nwcherries.com slash sweet health to learn more. And why I said that in the refrigerator, they're just so much better. They're like crunchier. I mean, you can leave them out, but trust me, they're so good, cold. I love cherries so much. Visit nwcherries.com slash sweet health to learn more. That's nwcherries.com slash sweet health to learn more. Gosh, I have like so many things I want to pick up on, but one of them is... I wanna get back to your story and and even touch the copious notes I have on you, but you mentioned being a slow mover. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's
1: something else that I think we both really connect on. Of like, I always say that I'm a stepping stone person. Like I always wanted to move to New York. It took me a really long time. I always Mm -hmm. wanted to like, you know, I think we I want is that an only child thing? How how and how do you wrestle with that? Because you also are someone who's like, done so much and are so successful
0: oh gosh um it's not an only child thing because I do have another close friend who's an only child and you know maybe it's a Pisces Taurus thing I mean I'm not an astrologer but
1: it's just us we're constantly trying to figure out why (laughs) But it's
0: interesting because you like move I think you move fast and talk fast but in life you're saying that like you kind of take your time
1: I feel behind yeah
0: Maybe the feeling behind thing, does that feel like an only child thing? Because I often feel that way too, you know? And my life doesn't look very traditional, you know? I don't have kids. I'm not partnered. So sometimes it's easy to feel like you're behind when you're not following those normal kind of check marks, you know? But yeah, I'm definitely, I'm slow in every, I kind of think slow. It takes time for me to process I move slow, I walk slow. We've talked about this, I'm late bloomer, like all of that. But you know, as I say this, it's interesting because more and more patients treatment plans and the direction that we need to go kind of just comes through me. And when I truly honor that, it you know, it's it is listening to that intuition and that is fast. I don't have to the more I sort of ruminate about like Oh, should we like address thyroid first or should we address adrenals or which, you know, what testing, like that never helps me in terms of the patient's treatment plan or the direction of their healing. So it's like, it's more just like my personal life, you know, that I'm much more of a slow processor and a slow mover and, um, but yeah, I'm slow on all fronts, slow to wake up in the
1: morning. I am too, too. I am too. I push against it a lot, but I really relate to that. And I relate to the part about with, pa- I obviously don't see patience, mm-hmm. but whenever I'm even just like listening to a friend and trying to be there for a friend, yeah. I know the, I can't do it for myself or Yeah, shit. I've
0: seen, I've witnessed you like being able to do that for friends. But I'm,
1: I'm very good. And, and with creative consulting, like I'm very yeah. good at like being And in this, like I think I can take a conversation into interesting places. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same for you working with clients. It's presence. Like whenever I am present and that's being in your body, whenever I'm fully there, that's when I hear my intuition, right? Like that's when we do it. Like we're not, when you're thinking of like, Oh, am I going to be late for that thing? Or did I forget something? Or is that person mad at me? Like you're not there. You miss it. Yeah. You know,
0: that's why I'm always like, I can't ever like stay out late. Or I, I was not, I couldn't like party through my youth, you know, I was first of all in school for like a thousand years and then you graduate and then you start your practice. And cause I cannot be tired for my patients. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like I actually have to be actively listening and present and totally, you know, I don't have like a cubicle job where like, okay, I'm exhausted today. Yeah. Not like no shade to cubicle jobs, but there right. are jobs out there where you can call it in right. here and there, you know? right? And so just kind of bringing it back full circle of like, oh, like social life and fun and creativity and spontaneity. Like it, uh, it is also a little bit influenced by the career path that I've yeah. chosen because I have to be so present and so healthy for yeah. me, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think there are, I, I feel that way too, of like writing or admin things or thing, creative tasks like really take so much of me that like I yeah. can only do when I'm like, proper have the combination, yeah. right? Of like properly caffeinated, properly awake, <laughs> yeah. properly yeah. like not too hungry, like but not too full. Yeah. 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 Goldilocks. Yeah. But then there's some like this, I can do like this comes so easily to mm. me that there are parts of parts of my job. And I'm sure it's like that for you too. Like there uh-huh. are probably parts of your job that like come really easy and natural. And there are parts that take a bit more effort yeah. and depends on the day. So like I can do like right now, I could definitely not write or do any. We're recording in the evening, mm-hmm. but I can do this like late at night, even because it's come so easy to me.
0: I mean, it's clearly what you were meant to do, you know. Because I think anytime you find anything in life, even a hobby that comes, just flows through you like that, and you know, is just so natural. Like this is this is what you were meant to
1: mm-hmm. do. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's very nice, and I feel the same way about you. Too bad it's not. That's not what it's like on the wheel for us at ceramics. <laughs> Not if we
0: got the wheel, like not
1: even in my hands. I'm still like just, <laughs> hand building. We're hand you know, building. Yeah, we're gonna we're, get back to it. That's another. We are. We'll we update are. you. Maybe that's what our segment on let it out is. Us hand building. We yeah. get stands for these mics, and we're hand building, and we're talking.
0: Oh, that's gonna really test my multitasking oh, skills. Yeah. Well, but maybe it's good for me to
1: exercise that muscle. You know. I maybe that's that's one thing I wanted to actually touch on when you were like I could never I would get hit by a car and. <laughs> <laughs> and I so Linda, My friend Linnea Sims Who's actually staying here tonight Who Dr. Patty just got to meet Her and I recently have Like both realized that You know Are adults with ADD
0: mm. And
1: how that impacts us And she's someone that Whenever we're talking on the phone Or on a Zoom meeting Even she'll be beating Or she'll be like Always oh, doing two things uh-huh. And it actually helped Like it, I'm sometimes better At talking on the phone Yeah When I'm walking And You know that's not true with everything because we both identify as like I cannot drive with other people in the car because I'm like become a host where I'm like making sure the temperature's okay, (laughs) making sure the music's okay, and I don't pay attention to the road. You know, but I don't know. It's it's I don't think anyone's good at multitasking. I would probably be better if I was doing one thing at a time. But sometimes
0: I do think there's something to be said though about because like your friend with the beating or the I don't know if it's the same friend, but you have another friend with the who knits. I think. Or no, is that somebody else? Mm, somebody else. Maybe somebody else. Well, side note, because there would be people in my lectures in med school who would be knitting during, yeah. and I it probably helped them to listen. They were probably yeah. also like auditory learners and people would think that they were being so rude or teachers, professors right. would be upset. And I think it's kind of like your friend with the beating. So in that case, and even with your walking, I don't think that's multitasking. It's almost like a therapy to help you focus, yeah. you know, as opposed to, You know, some might take a medication to help them focus, or maybe you take a medication and you walk or bead, but there's different techniques that help your brain act in a different way.
1: Yeah. And again, it goes back to us all being so different, which is... I know. We're all so different, but so the same. I know. Isn't that weird? I know. It really is. (laughs) It really is. I mean, I'm just so happy that I found someone that I connect with and feel so comfortable with. Me too.
0: We were, just so the listeners know, like we were Instagram friends. Yeah, for many years. For a long time. Yeah. And it's truly when I think about you, whenever I have like bad thoughts about Instagram, <laughs> I think, but it brought me Katie. And it's yeah. like, this isn't just like we're meeting for a podcast. Like our souls were meant yeah. to be
1: friends in this lifetime, not to get yeah. too. We you are know, definitely like have a have a connection. Yes. I want to go back to to little you. So you're two you're two years old, and I've heard you say before that you always knew you wanted to become a doctor because you wanted to help people. Yeah. So what what happened next? You know, I know you ended up go, just to to bring us forward a little bit. You end up going to college at Notre Dame, where you studied art and pre med. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious. I know where the medicine came in because you always wanted to be a doctor and and help yeah. people. So I'm curious where that that see planted and then where where did the art come in
0: so both my parents are artists and in korea the college system is a little bit strange and that it's not like the states where like harvard's the best university there's like you kind of go to an art college or a science college or whatever, from what little I know. So both my parents are artists. And I say this because my dad was art through architecture. And interestingly, Notre Dame is one of the few universities that has an architecture program, but it's heavily based in art. Like so much so that the program, an undergrad, you go study in Rome for a year and study all the art and drawing and painting. And so it's... She talked to Zoe
1: about this. Oh, yeah. She studied architecture at RISD.
0: Yeah. I should definitely talk to her about that. Because it's more, I think, in other programs, architecture is more engineering and technical. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much art-based. Yeah. So, both my parents were artists. And so, I think that kind of seeds. your mom is a potter. My mom is a ceramic artist. And my dad was an architect later to become a contractor because he needed to make money. <laughs> um, but... So I think that that was just like a part of my life. And that is something that I, with all the gripes about being a child of immigrants and, you know, them plucking me out of my comfort zone and bringing me here and like all of that stuff. One thing, many things I appreciate about them, but it was, you know, taking me to museums at a very young age and like, you know, classical music at the Hollywood Bowl and all that stuff like growing up. So I think that that was like always in me. Yeah. But they definitely are still, you know, Korean parents who want you to have a practical life. And they didn't really like the idea of me pursuing art, nor did I have like an interest in becoming a quote unquote artist. But I always was very creative. And so Notre Dame was a very interesting and unique school that, if you were in the did college. Did your dad go to school there? No, both my, I mean, they immigrated here right. when I was two. So they were like in their thirties.
1: But how did he know about the, oh, the he didn't. It was, a, was a total a
0: like thing. synchronicity, like just coincidence. Yeah. Just complete coincidence. I know. I think a part of him probably maybe would have liked for me to go into architecture, but yeah. So it just allowed me the opportunity to do both pre-med and art. Cause it, The program that I was in, the the college that I was in required you to double major. So, yeah, that's sort of... And then I was still on the track till MCATs, till junior year. It was going to be just like straight and narrow, traditional allopathic medicine. Also, you know, like Notre Dame, Midwest, it's very traditional. So sometimes I think about if I hadn't known these like other jobs or careers even existed in the world, like maybe I wouldn't have gone into medicine, like, but I don't know. I. I do think I still would have. Yeah. But I think somehow studying art, studying pre-med, like it just sort of primed the pump for me to head in the direction that I was meant to go in. For many, many years at the very beginning of my practice, I would ask like any intuitive, any psychic like is this what I'm meant to be doing? And they always said, yes, finally one was like they're telling me you need to stop asking that. Mm. Like they're almost like annoyed that you keep asking that. But that was also out of insecurity of like, I just want a sense of certainty that this is my destiny and this is my path. And I do think it is, you know, I feel so passionate about not like health and medicine, but like the healing arts, you know, and like really healing on a deep level. So I'm sorry, I'm like totally as usual going off on a total
1: tangent. I love this. So go go in there a little bit more. What, so your your junior year, you're on track to become a traditional doctor. And then what changed?
0: I just felt like no doctors were happy with their jobs. I was like the very disciplined, good Asian, you know, student, and like interviewed a lot of doctors. And just this is probably one of the first times that I really listened to my intuition, and I was not raised in that way and like yeah so it just seemed like nobody was happy and I do remember distinctly one medical doctor saying to me are you sure this is what you want to do like you better be really sure and I thought well that doesn't sound very promising like Ema's not really like his job if he's yeah. kind of like be sure before you jump down into this you know so I really do feel that there was divine guidance of people placed in my life and not to get too, you know, new agey, but that I was supposed to be a naturopathic doctor and work on a different aspect of healing and medicine. And so ultimately there was a friend in my art department who said, have you ever considered alternative medicine? And it, you know, when she said that there, a light bulb did go off. Mm. Like it felt, right in my body yeah. but i didn't you know this was 1998 there's like that did not exist yeah and i remember going to like a guidance counselor like a career counselor and this was pre-internet pre i had you know this was my email was like dot edu like somebody yes. had a hotmail account and i just could not wrap my brain around like but what is that like what is wow. the internet? what is you know yeah. we i've told you this but no cell phones, right. you know. We had regular phones in our dorm rooms. So I wa- was going to the career counselor and there was a poster on the freaking bulletin board of a naturopathic, Whoa. the naturopathic med school Bastille in Seattle. And I was like, what is this? And I ripped down the poster and I just took it because there was no more like little tabs. Yeah. Honestly, I sort of blacked out. I don't remember how I then researched what it was because I would not have gone on the internet at that time. Like yeah. I didn't, you know but i was like this is what i i just know that somehow i read about what that school was and what naturopathic medicine was and it was all about get to the root cause and i'm like this is why i wanted to go yeah. into medicine you know this is it So
1: that sort of was the turning point. It makes so much more sense, you know, than to treat a symptom and to treat one part of the body. But it's work. I always tell patients, I'm like, it sounds
0: very pretty, get to the root cause. Who doesn't want that, you know? But in practicality, in real life, it gets work and it's commitment. And we're not necessarily designed to be that way or want that. So you definitely have to be have some level of commitment to pursue this kind of healing or medicine, you know, because of course it's easier to take a pill and just get that symptom to be gone. Like who doesn't want
1: that? Yeah. Take the pill, keep having your coffee and drinking (laughs) your wine. Exactly. (laughs) But, but it's about that self-honesty again.
0: Yeah. Cause there's plenty of people that I've talked to who once we talk, they're like, yeah, I'm not ready. Like I want to just keep taking the pill and that is totally fine. Yeah. And, And so much of it is timing too. Yeah. That's funny that you say that because I've had patients come to me and say, I heard you speak or I, one patient was like, I've been carrying your number in my wallet for two years. And I like, so it is like Uh, when you're ready, you know,
1: and maybe not with me or maybe it's some other practitioner or, you know. Yeah. I'm curious about the connection. I heard you talk about this once, the connection between art and acupuncture Mm -hmm. and, I'm curious even what those early years of, of practicing were like for you. and So you end up going to that school in Seattle? No, I ended up going to the school in Portland. Oh, that's right. I did
0: interview at the Bastyr one, but it's a little bit more... Um, it's less hippie, to be, yeah. to be honest. And I remember one, my interview question was, there, this thing happened in real life at our school, and we want to know how you would respond. You're in the middle of a final, and someone like passes out. Do you continue your final, or do you help the person? And I was like, help what in person, God's obviously. earth? I'm like, you help the person. Who cares about your final? Like, right. And it was very telling of that school's personality that it was a little bit more academic. And Wait, known- are they saying the correct
1: answer was to do the final?
0: I think they, the fact that they would even, even ask that exactly. tells me that, right. you know, huh, like, what's the right thing here? Like, you know, yeah, really be committed weird to.
1: Weird question. And too I was obvious. like,
0: ooh, I don't like that, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it just, the other school was much my vibe and warmer. And so, art and acupuncture. I would say, you know, during, I have vivid memories of being in school, getting closer to graduation and having like, a lot of fear that I wasn't going to do it right, that I wasn't going to fix the person, help the person. And it's taken a long time of me evolving as a doctor to let go of that, because that's ego too, speaking of, you know, of like, who am I to think I'm going to help this person? Like, I'm just here as a guide. I'm just, yeah, I have a little more like anatomy knowledge than you, but we're just here to walk this together and try to, you know, chip away a little bit here so but in the beginning it was very much like oh my goodness if I don't get the exact right acupuncture point protocol and how am I going to help this person but I think where the art comes in is that it's intuition ultimately it's energy you know acupuncture is energy it's presence connection I mean that's how anybody creates any art you know they are literally every artist will tell you they are channeling you know, when that is happening, when they're in that sweet spot. Yeah. so in that sense, it's that's where I think healing medicine and art intersect, yeah, healing arts. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your art in art school. What were you making? I was studio art, but with a concentration in photography. And I mean, God, I'm like so dating myself. But just like I said, there were no cell phones or internet back then. Um I remember my junior or senior year, the art department spent all their money purchasing the first digital camera. And it was like five megabytes or whatever the, the measurement is. And we could only do like big graphic images, you know? And to think we now carry our cell phones. I just heard on the radio, actually, somebody talking about like, oh, they were talking about nutrition and intermittent fasting and circadian rhythm. And they were like, this is like not how we ate a hundred years ago. And a hundred years is not that long, you know, and to think, and I talk about this a lot in terms of health, like our bodies move and evolve at such a slow pace, but technology has evolved so quickly Mm, and our bodies really have not caught up. So there's a total disconnect. So the photography was sort of my creative outlet and I had no intention of becoming a photographer. And I did think about, pursuing maybe an MFA after school, but I had such a rigid idea of how I was meant to help people and that it was going to be through medicine. And honestly, going back to your original question about play and creativity, like I've really lost a lot of that. I miss making stuff just to make stuff, you know, even like dumb friendship bracelets or like, but I'm also like, don't want to clutter my house (laughs) with a bunch of crafts that I've made. So I kind of struggle there, but I do want to explore. That's part of even earlier when you're like, what are you curious about? Like what is fun for me in terms of creativity? Do you feel like you want to go back to photography? Like, what do you want to get into that again? Like when I first started getting into Instagram, that's where that itch was scratched or where I kind of felt fulfilled. Cause it was suddenly like, Oh, I could make this little, little grid, and you know, make beautiful images, and and then, of course, as we all know, once you fall into the grips of Instagram, yeah, it no, can it's, turn it's, into well, it's just different
1: than what it was, yeah, ten years ago.
0: Because, I mean, I probably maybe four years ago got into it. So even then it was different, but it was really about images and sharing. You know, so I found that to be a real creative outlet Um, and it was so accessible because it was like just your phone, you know, you don't need a big old digital camera or lighting or anything. So I don't really see myself going down that path. Film. Yeah. It's been so long maybe, but I think that ship has sailed And when I see people who really pursue it, I think, oh, that's for them. You know, I could see that they're really meant to do that. Who knows? Never say never. But I think for me, it's just about not, again, kind of getting out of your head and just making shit and being creative and using your imagination. I should probably doodle more, to be honest, you know, not for the sake of like making something beautiful.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like. Well, let's do that together. Let's definitely make things together yeah. just for the sake of making things. So we're going to just do this in two parts. This is, we so didn't cover anything on my list so that we're going to do this in two parts, but I want to ask you, is that okay? I'm okay. I hope the listeners aren't like, Oh my God, she's coming back. No, they're <laughs> going to be so excited. And and people can submit us questions yeah, yeah. for us too. That yeah. will take. But one, one last thing that before we bow on this one, you told me the story about connection and healing and, how it's not taught in medicine even naturopathic medicine about wanting to show vulnerability as a practitioner and you told me this story i think it was about someone who is teaching you something and they you were saying something like i just want to say me too when it when, oh, a, yeah. when a client yeah. tells me something and they were like never do that yeah they Which were like horrible feels horrified. so opposite because all we want i think is to be seen and recognized and related to feels so comforting when I can say something vulnerable or scary and someone can say me too, you know? Can you talk about that experience?
0: Yeah. I just remembered he was my attending doctor. And at the time he was my naturopathic doctor as well and one of our teachers and school professors in school and kind of renowned. And I was preceptoring with him and I just remember telling him, yeah, sometimes I hear patients talking and I just want to blurt out, oh my God, me too. And his eyes got big, and he's like, Don't ever do that. He was horrified. But he was, you know, this is naturopathic medical school, isn't this like hippie dippy where you're just like making flower crowns and drinking herbal tea. Like it is medical school. So he was coming from that very medical, doctorly, you know, role. And I have definitely found my identity as a healer and a doctor as I've practiced. And for me, it comes so naturally for me to talk about my experiences and where things have worked and haven't worked. So, of course, I want to share that with patients. Again, going back to, I think when the ego talks, it's, oh, I don't want them to think that I haven't figured it out or that I'm a bad doctor because my health isn't perfect or, you know, so kind of getting away from that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, they say the ego speaks first and speaks loudest, you know, it's there to protect totally. us. Totally. And, yeah. It's not always correct, you know? Okay, so I'm just going to ask you like two of the quick questions just for us to have a a completion to this. But I'm looking over my notes right now and we didn't cover so many things. So as a teaser to what we will cover Uh next time, I want to talk about the nervous system with you. I want to talk about what's stabilizing and restful for you right now. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about getting Olive, who's here, who's your dog and Mm -hmm. what that's been like for you. I want to get more, get in there a little bit more about being in your head and and getting into your body, you have this really great thing you say about how every culture has fermented food and dumplings and water. And I want (laughs) to get more into that. We're going to talk about mentors and being your own mentor, intuition. So there's much, much more to come as well as your questions. So please send them in. You can send them to Dr. Patty and I just send them to let it out with three T's on Instagram. But right now, let's do a few rapid fire questions to wrap up. Okay. What's the best thing you've eaten in the last week? Sushi. And maybe this dinner we're going to go to right now if we make it on time. (laughs) Favorite food of all time?
0: Oh, top three, I would say Korean, Indian sushi. Mm, Okay. Those are more like generalities, but you get
1: it. Greatest lesson on friendship?
0: Oh, God. You call this a rapid fire question? She's Louise. (laughs) Greatest lesson. We'll do
1: all of these slower next time. (laughs) Greatest, I
0: know, for the slow mover.
1: Yeah. Greatest lesson. We'll do these slow moving questions.
0: Friendship. I think just to really be yourself. Yeah. To not be
1: afraid to be yourself. I agree. And if you feel like you can't be yourself, it's probably not a friendship that is great for you. Yeah. Okay. So the name of this podcast is Let It Out. I usually say, did you let out everything? But you didn't because we're going to do a part two. But is there anything else that you want to say on this episode? Just that I love
0: our conversations and I love talking to you but I will say as a slow thinker and a slow mover I because I've done a fair number of pod, not a fair but some podcasts and it is interesting to examine myself and think about like oh I wish I had a better answer or mm. you know said something differently I just it's fascinating to even witness myself in this conversation and
1: so I don't feel like I've let it all out. Well, we're gonna do a part two. See, yeah. th- I wish we had more time. Now I've learned that not to plan a dinner <laughs> right after this because I really we're gonna want have a to yummy be- meal. That's gonna be so fun, and it's gonna be great because we'll get to see each other again. Totally. And I think the the interesting thing about this actually, it makes so much sense because. I'm kind of sad that you didn't get to experience the way I do this podcast, which is a really long flowing conversation, even if I do choose to split it up and release it in two. Because every time we've hung out, it's been like I think of a time recently where you came over here and you didn't leave until like 1230, (laughs) you know? know. And the first time I came over to your house, I stayed until like way late into the night. And we always have five-hour conversations. So, And my podcast is always long. What was I thinking? thinking, (laughs) thinking we could get this in quickly. It's it's
0: good to mix it up.
1: Well, I'm excited. We'll do a part two, maybe this week. And I'm really excited that people are going to get more of you because you are so special and talented. And I'm excited that we can take people's questions and answer them. That'll be fun.
0: And like, you already know this, but you are such a cheerleader for everyone. And that's such a special gift. And It's so highlighted In this podcast And just For every guest Who's ever been on it As well as You know Speaking for myself Just thank you For what you do Because You know Going back to Friendships And connection You provide that For so many people So nice So Thank you That's what makes This podcast I think So special
1: Thank you That's so nice I love you So let's end With a deep breath Together Okay Inhale Let it out (sighs) Ah Love you. See you you for part two. Okay. That's my episode with Dr. Patty Kim. Follow her on Instagram and maybe book an appointment if you're here in LA. She's so fantastic and she will be back. Send us your questions for her and I will have her back on the podcast very soon. The emoji for this week's episode is the, I think it's like a, a walnut, maybe, but it looks like a chestnut. And Dr. Patty and I like bonded over the fact that we both love chestnuts. And at Ceramics, one, she brought me a snack and it was chestnuts. And anyway, so that's the emoji. And if you don't know what the emoji is, that's something you can comment on my Instagram, on Dr. Patty's Instagram to let us know you're listening all the way to the end. If you want to support this podcast, please share it with a friend you think would like it and perhaps leave a review on iTunes. And I love you. I'm so happy you're here. And I am so grateful that I get to keep doing this, support the sponsors, and be really nice to yourself this week. I'll talk to you next week.